Welcome to Guidepost to the Crossroads. I am William Ramada. This podcast is to help you remember that you have a purpose in life. This is to motivate, inspire, and guide you to a happy, fulfilled life. The world can be a noisy place and we tend to lose focus on the purpose of our individual journeys. I use my various experiences, education, and other modalities to help you cancel out the noise and focus on your needs and desires in your journey. Well, folks, welcome back to Guidepost to the Crossroads. I am your host, William Ramada. And the quote we have today from Winston Churchill. He said, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. And we've been talking about the fear of failure uh, the last couple of weeks. We had an introduction and we had where the fear comes from and why and how we have a tendency to deal with it. Um, today I would like to talk about changing your perspective on these things because we're human and no, no two humans think alike, you know, not even identical twins, you know, they, they still have their differences, even though they look alike. We're all different individuals who have experienced very different things in our lives, You know, different things such as how we were raised, what we were taught to believe, uh, the type of media we consume, and the people that surround our lives. And all these ended up shaping our different attitudes. All these influencing sources that we have, they carry a different perspective. So when there are all added together, the results are always going to be varied. They're going to be different from other people. You know, a lot of things, you know, as we see them differently, um, some things are seen as bad by society, you know, and the failure is one of them. It's through this perception that has been reiterated in our culture so frequently, you know, and then we say, well, who says we can't change it? You know, we don't have to live like this. We can change it. We see a lot of change these days, a lot of people trying to make changes. Some see it as bad. Some see it as good. But after all, who is it that says that we cannot change it? The perspective we have on failure can often be the thing that keeps us continually making mistakes. You know, it's not just me that's stating this, but there are many experts that have studied the psychology of failure. This, you know, there's a study was made a few years ago on a number of people who wanted to do a diet. You know, they have been split into two groups and they have all been fed the same slice, same size slice of pizza. Afterwards, the participants were given cookies to taste, but they were not given a specific amount this time. They were allowed to eat as many as they wanted. So there was some very interesting, something very interesting was observed by those who conducted the study. The group which perceived the slice of pizza as big ended up eating more cookies than the group who believed the slices were small. That's kind of weird, isn't it? The participants that thought they had ruined their diet were more likely to give in to that temptation which the cookies presented, ignoring their dietary regime in the process. Those who didn't think they had made any mistakes, ended up choosing not to self-sabotage when they were 
attempt it again. And uh, this study was done by, I, I don't know how to say this, Dio or Deo, Herman, and Pallavi in 2010. So not that, not that far away. Research like this remind us that even when we fail, we don't have to let that be the end of the road. How many times have we done that? We sabotage ourselves because we made a mistake or we failed. You see all those dieters ate the same slice of pizza. Simply feeling like they failed the first time led them to more destructive decisions. And that's why we need to change our mindset. Now, we can assume this also indicates the more we succeed, the more we are likely to make good decisions. Our perspective on success is that you could either have one or the other. So you're either the best or the worst. You know, this limited thinking like this leads us to act in predictable ways. You give in and had that pizza for lunch, so you may as well have fast food for dinner. Let's grab that big cheeseburger. You already missed your work deadline, so you might as well give up on the project. These thoughts, they perpetuate a cycle of unhealthy failure. We have it stuck in our minds like that. We need to change that perception. So what do you do? You have to become more aware of this type of behavior. You know, it's it's normal not to give 100% on each and every occasion. If you start exercising, because I love exercising, so I like to use these examples. And... So you start exercising and you miss a day. That doesn't mean you give up because every little effort matters. You have to get out of this mindset that things will come to you eventually. Nothing is going to come to you. Saving half of your sandwich for later is a small way to promote a healthy mindset when you're dieting. And I don't I don't like to use this word dieting, so let me change that. Because well, I use it or not, but I don't like dieting. It's a choice. It's a food choice. It's a life choice. It's not a diet. It diets fail. You get on a diet. And that's why you see so many people yo-yo. You get on a diet, maybe, yeah, oh, I fell off it one day, so now you quit, and then you get on it again, or you lose weight or whatever, and so you cheat, and that's the problem with dieting, because you have to cheat. A lifestyle, you don't have to cheat. You can still eat (laughs) the good things in life. So make it a life choice. Oh, there goes my soapbox. So So we have to have this healthy mindset where we make this life choice of eating, of how we eat. Choosing not to buy one shirt is not enough to save money when you're working on your finances. Not every step towards growth is going to be a huge leap. Sometimes these tiny little steps add up to more than those huge jumps that you make. Not only do small risks help you improve, but they lead to smaller failures. So regrouping after smaller mistakes is much easier than after the big ones. 
That's why whenever I tell people, write down your goals, leave a space, put your goal, leave some spaces, and under that goal, put little little tiny goals that lead to the big one. So every little goal that you make is not just a check off to the top and it makes you feel better as you go. But if you do fail, it's small and it's easy to recoup from and you can rebuild and you can think of something else to do to help you get up that one spot. You know, and we ask ourselves, why do we think failure is wrong in the first place? You know, everybody fails. I mean, it's a given. But fundamentally, we are a group of animals, and this means we have a dependency on others to survive. Think of a pride of lions. The hunters go out at night to kill, while some stay back to protect the cubs, right? See, back in our tribal days, humans had similar systems. Some were strong enough to go out and hunt, you know, the big bison, the pigs, whatever whatever prey they were looking for for dinner. And then some took care of the children. Others planted food. You know, everybody had their place, but you, you had your system. And because of this, this necessity we have for others, it is natural to want to be accepted by a group. Our self-esteem is heightened when we feel valuable, when we have a purpose, when we hold a certain position. And we can see that in our workspaces, right? When people, when they have a higher status, they look different, they feel different, they're acting different because they feel like they have this purpose because of this position that they hold. And life today... You know, though though it allows for much more independence, you can go to the store and get your food. Or you could hire a nanny to take care of the kids. Or someone could clean your home. You don't have to do all this yourself. But at the same time, there are different pressures to fit in with society also now, right? Having a group of friends keeps you entertained and prevents you from having to be lonely. A spouse allows you to create a family. So we look and we see that having a strong network in in your career means more opportunities for success. Failing could mean becoming an outcast. I know I've felt that many times, and not just because of failure, but just because of certain other things. But what if we'll be judged? You know, what if someone doesn't want to work with me? What if we get broken up with or cast out of a group of our friends? You know, these thoughts of failure, they create a sense of insecurity. Like, what if we aren't good enough? What if we lose this job? What if we can't afford to pay my bills? You see, fearing failure isn't just insecurity because we want to be liked by others. It is, like I spoke about before, a survival instinct. Remember that, the fight or flight? At the end of the day, Our animalistic brains just want to keep us alive. So think about this. It is essential to understand the only person we should worry about letting down is ourselves. Let me say that one more time. It is essential to understand the only person who should worry about letting down is ourselves. Even if we fail big, people won't leave us. And if they do, 
then maybe they weren't the right ones to have in our lives in the first place. They weren't a good support, so just let them go. Fearing failure might feel natural, but we could work on overcoming it. You see, there's this iceberg of success. And you probably all heard the analogy about the iceberg in the water. You know, icebergs seem to be these small lumps of ice on top of the surface. But what's underneath is a massive structure. It's huge, right? Underneath the water is much bigger than what's floating on top. So when looking at success, you could describe it the same way as this iceberg. It's easy to see the success someone has had, but underneath all of that, there is so much more. What's beneath the surface is lots of mistakes, dedication, failure, persistence, and disappointment that helped build that achievement that gave them strength, that gave them courage. You know, everything that helped them to improve the next time. That's why I love watching documentaries on famous people. Because you always just see them on stage or in movies or whatever, like, oh, they're so successful, you know, they have such an easy life. But the fact is, you don't know what they went through to get there. Or where they came from. Because underneath this surface is criticism. And, and critical comments or judgments from others can make us want to stop. It does for me. It just says, why? Why should I bother then? Right? It might feel like they're validating all the bad things we think of ourselves. Well, if they think that way then they know that's what I'm feeling or what I'm thinking. You know, a good example is everyone saw Michael Phelps, you know, as he won 28 Olympic gold medals. But what you don't see were the six days a week that he was training that led up to this. The different sacrifices that he had to make. The tip of the iceberg is everything that is seen most often. David Perel said, We see the success, but not the hard work. We see trophies, not sweat. We see diplomas, not homework. We see performances, not rehearsals. You see, we should let all the mistakes and criticism become a basis for us to grow instead of something that may stop us. So let's let let's take a look at desti- destination success, right? A lot of us expect success to be a perfect upward progression. <laughs> now you're down, but tomorrow you'll be up, right? Yeah, maybe. But not really. <laughs> it's more like a roller coaster of ups and downs. You know, sometimes we might hit a super high point in all the achievements, but then we plateau for a while. We might dip down lower than we have ever had before, like we're going to hit rock bottom. But then we zip, zip right up, back up the other way to the top, right? Failure will feel less intimidating after each fall. I'll use another exercise example. The first time you go to the gym after three years of never exercising is going to cause pain for the next day, actually next couple days. After a couple months, it no longer hurts to work out, but you're also getting stronger and stronger than you were before. See, failure is terrifying because our minds wander 
to the deepest and darkest places, our wonderful mind. Even if we went through the worst case scenario, we would still find a way to recover because that's what we do. We learn to recover. We bounce back. Your most embarrassing moments might still sting a little when you start to think of them, but you probably lived through a lot more than you could even remember. And a lot of them you probably can look back at today and laugh at them. Do you think the creator of Pets.com regrets starting his business? He launched it in 1999 and it failed in 2002. What about the creator of My Habit or Askville? Have you ever heard of them? You might not be familiar with them because... Like Pets.com, they also failed after a brief brief period of time. Besides the fact that all these are failed businesses, the one thing these websites have in common is they all came from the great mind of Jeff Bezos. Really? The founder of a multi-billion dollar company called Amazon had failures. He is one of the richest men in the world. Jeff Bezos is no stranger to failure. He claims to have lost billions from failed business ideas. Maybe you've heard some of these. Maybe maybe you haven't. There was Amazon Test Drive, Amazon Local Register, Amazon Wallet, Amazon Fire Phone, You know, I don't know how many of those you heard of. I know the wallet and the fire phone. But I guess he likes the word Amazon, doesn't he? <laughs> but Amazon lost $170 million on the fire phone alone. But Jeff Bezos still told his development team leader not to lose a minute of sleep over this failure. He believes expecting to fail is a liberating experience. When he started Amazon in his garage, that was the beginning of his long journey that led him to be one of the world's wealthiest men. What used to be a website for just books turned into a $100 billion company. He makes more in a minute than most households make in a year. He averages $150,000 on average a minute. Isn't that something? He failed. (coughs) Excuse me. And it's not so that every company, endeavor, and every risk will result in a failure or in fortune, I mean, like Amazon. <clears throat> it's just a good example of how failure can lead to a greater success. What if he decided to call it quits the first time? He wouldn't be where he is, huh? Before be- before becoming the CEO of this company, Bezos worked as a senior vice president for D.E. Shaw. He could have kept his position there and still would have lived a life more successful than many of us. However, he only saw failure as a way to keep pushing forward. Bezos claimed he would be more haunted by what he had never finished than the things he tried and failed. And that happens to a lot of us. We try, we fail, and then we're haunted by that because we never go forward. We have to keep moving. And there are plenty of success stories out there. And I'm hoping for more people to realize that most remarkable achievements don't come at the first attempt. So taking time to build experience is essential in any journey, no matter what that journey is. 
There's a ton of examples of people that failed or saw minimal success in the beginning. Still, because they pushed through, they got to see their dreams become reality. If you have Netflix or Prime or anything, just look up some documentaries on some of these famous people that you love. The basketball players, actors, or Olympians, and see some of the things they went through. See some of the failures. Go to a library. They still exist. And read some biographies about some of the presidents and or or some experimental uh, experimental people, uh, people who who built things and experimented. How many failures they went through? I'm sure we have experimental people out there too, cloning. So, <laughs> but check it out. And yeah, you're gonna see failure can make us feel disappointed. I know I feel disappointed when I fail, but it's just a temporary thing. I I reset my mind and I keep going. Like the other day on the gym, I was like t- so tired, and I'm supposed to on my workout plan. I'm supposed to do like eight to ten reps. I was so beat. I was like, oh, I could only do eight. So I rested a minute, and I just thought in my head, I said, you can do this, you can do this. Next set, I did the 10. Mindset, you got to change your mindset. Because never trying to accomplish anything isn't. The potentials in life that have come and passed, they're like ghosts that haunt us wherever we're going to go. So before trying anything, these what-ifs cycle through our mind nonstop. I know they do. What if? What if I fail and they don't like me anymore? What if I fail and I lose a bunch of money? What if I, what if I, what if I? But from there, friends, you have two options. You could try and then the what-ifs stop. Because you know what happened, right? You got your results, and even if they were terrible, you could say, okay, now I can move on. The other option is to stay safe and not take the chance. But just think about this. You always have the what-ifs. You'll never know what might have happened. And these thoughts tend to haunt us worse and for a very long time. Maybe you have some of them in your head now. Well, go ahead and do what you wanted to do and see what happens. Get rid of that. It's important to get comfortable taking risks. I'm not going to say you'll be like Bezos if you fail three times and you're going to become a billionaire. But you need to be comfortable in taking risks because whatever it is you're trying to do, you're not going to be successful the first time every time. It's not the same as gambling. So don't leave everything up to just a chance. At the same time, rolling dice every now and then might give you some of the best results in your life. Les Brown said, the graveyard is the richest place on earth because it is here that you will find all the hopes and dreams that were never fulfilled, the books that were never written, the songs that were never sung, the inventions that were never shared, the cures that were never discovered, all because someone was too afraid to take the first step. Keep with the problem or determined to carry out their dream. So my friends, don't keep your talents, your inventions, your art to yourself. Don't be selfish. It doesn't do anyone any good. Not to you, not to society. So share it. Believe in it. I think you might be surprised on how many people are for you and are going to help you.
are going to inspire you or motivate you and just encourage you. And that's why we need a growth mindset. I talk about it all the time. The concept of a growth mindset, you know, was talked about initially in a book called Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. And it was written by a a psychologist, Carol Dweck. You know, it's not a notion she invented, but a trait she noticed in people who had the most success in life. Eventually, she started to look for ways to help other people develop the attribute. So in her early years as a researcher, Carol Dweck saw that while some children had a positive perspective over obstacles, enjoying challenges, others would perceive difficulty in a negative way. She believes there are two mindsets people have, the growth mindset and the fixed mindset. And she listed some characteristics of people with a fixed mindset. And they are, they think their abilities cannot be changed or developed, take critical feedback very personal, they prefer easier tasks, they give up easily when facing an obstacle, they see failure as final, they're less likely to take risks, They'll be focused on the outcome and will look to get results as fast as possible. And when failing, they will question their abilities and be quick to think they are not capable enough. But then there's the people with the growth mindset. And they have these characteristics. They think they can develop their abilities. They embrace challenge and change. They know setbacks are permanent roadblocks, aren't permanent roadblocks, sorry. And they seek improvement. They enjoy experimenting and innovating. They focus on the journey. I love to do that. I mean, and tell people all the time, focus on the journey. It's the path. Follow the path. And they don't see failure as an option. They continuously look to improve and learn, seeing obstacles as opportunities. You see, those two mindsets will influence so many aspects of someone's life, from the willingness to take risks to how critical feedback is received and whether one will manage to finish difficult tasks. Having a growth mindset is going to set you apart from the majority of people. That's why a lot of times you may be considered the outcast. But what's most important is that anyone could develop it. So it's not a quality people are just born with. We all have this ability. So by wanting to adopt a growth mindset, you're already taking the first step towards letting yourself flourish. It doesn't matter your age or what beliefs you have held in the past. Our minds are constantly growing and we can nourish them for even greater results. So let me just give you a couple tips on how to develop this growth mentality. This is just some awesome information, isn't it? I mean, because we all go through this every day. So how do we develop this growth mentality? We have to be continuously learning. I am constantly reading, constantly watching things on YouTube and watching things like that to help me learn anything that I'm interested in. It doesn't have to be anything in particular. Make sure you continue to do that. Educate yourself and keep an open mind. Books, books, books. I love to read books. Read books. Listen to books. Whatever. Take courses. You can find free online courses. Uh, Take some classes and anything that you're interested in. 
because all these efforts certainly will get you to know some results. Investing in yourself is the best investment you will ever make, better than the stock market. Yeah, it don't give you money right up front, but it could in the future. We can continue to learn all throughout our lives. You know, and it never ends. Never. We're never, you know, it's not like we go to school and then we stop and then that's it. We're always learning. Knowledge will enable you to come up with new solutions, better ideas, and ultimately increase your success. You could be reading a book about one thing and don't even think it has anything to do with your job, right? But when you're at work, that information that you learned in the book gives you ideas and innovations where maybe you could improve your job and your supervisor notices that and the next thing you know, you get a pay raise or a promotion. Another, another way for growing is through perseverance. That's a lot of times that seems hard, right? You know, it's easy that whenever you feel a little bit frustrated to just quit. And it was like I told you at the gym the other day, I just wanted to quit. You know, I, I didn't do as much as I wanted to and I had to psych myself up. And the truth is, most people will quit. Discipline yourself to always look at what a challenge will add, not what will take away from you. Challenges will add much more than it's going to take. So don't run from the failure. Sometimes we just have to admit that we messed up or we were wrong. And yeah, it feels uncomfortable, but not long. It goes away. People are forgiving. <laughs> Most people are forgiving. You know, our worth... It shouldn't be found in our successes anyway, but in our ability to continue fighting for success, even when it's far away. You will face challenges because it is a part of any endeavor that is worth pursuing. Nothing in life comes easy, right? During our lowest moments, we develop our strength and character. Challenges build our resiliency so we're able to face even bigger roadblocks in the future. We get stronger. Our head becomes stronger. Our thoughts become stronger. And that next roadblock, boom, you punch right through it. Yeah, all right. And our, our ego, it don't like failure neither, does it? Because it doesn't want to accept that there is more to learn. And our pride says... No, I don't want people to see me fail. But taking action when facing a challenge helps us develop personal responsibility and makes us less susceptible to blaming external forces. The confidence we gain when we accomplish these tasks it frees up our spirits and makes us stronger. We have to be open to feedback. And that's necessary if we want to learn quickly and improve our chances for success. People are, val are valuable tools and inspiration and information and knowledge. There is nothing as helpful as understanding what is working and what is not. And people will help you understand that. So you have to be willing to grow if you want to have any say in your success. Don't see criticism as a personal attack. I know it's hard to hear people's critical opinions, especially if it involves something we put our heart and soul into or if it's coming from family. But hearing other people out is a way for us to learn even more.
need to celebrate other people's successes. This makes your journey an enjoyable one. One thing I hate is comparing. Stop comparing yourself and being intimidated by others. You are not that person. That person is not you. We are all different. Um, you, you can't look at somebody and say, well, they succeeded at this. Why didn't I? Maybe they did something differently. They knew something differently. You know, but you can't compare themselves to you. You could do it exactly the same way they, they did it and fail. Or maybe you could do it the exact same way they did it and do better. There's there's just so many different things out there that causes failures and success. Don't compare. Be happy for what they did achieve. How you handle other people's success, especially when you might not be in might not be doing so good. It says a lot about your confidence and your level of maturity. You have to genuinely celebrate others and their achievements. It's going to bring you a lot of joy and it's going to create the right energy, you know, to be surrounded with. People are going to want to be around you when you do like that. Because you just don't want to be jealous. You don't want to be comparing other comparisons of other people. You know, another one is to trick your brain and replace fear. You know, even though fear plays a primary role to keep us alert in the case of danger, there is no doubt that fear stops us from doing a lot of things that we want to do. So if we don't deal with this correctly, our survival mechanisms end up robbing us so many experiences that we could have had. So, for example, if you're scared to ask for a salary raise at your job, that will restrict the amount of money you're making. If you're afraid of asking someone out, that will prevent you from meeting a potential partner. Fear is something that stops most people in an aspect or another of their lives. And it shouldn't. So let me share with you an excellent technique that will work wonders. I believe it's going to work wonders. You know, it works for me, and I've been using it for a while, and it made a great difference in my life, and it will in yours. So it's simple, but it's effective. And and this method has been proved even in studies made at Harvard They measured individual performances when this technique was compared to when it wasn't. And the clear improvements were seen as a result. But before I share, let me give you some facts about fear that you probably haven't been aware of until now. The feeling of fear and excitement have more in common than you might have realized. They're both aroused emotions with the same physical state in our bodies. In both the heart beats faster, the cortisol is released into the body to prepare it for action. Following this statement, a natural question comes up. If these physical reactions are the same, both in fear and excitement, then what makes the difference between the two? The answer is simply how our brain interprets it, interprets the situation. When you are excited, the brain tells you that the experience you're about to have is going to be positive and you look forward to it. But when you're afraid, your brain interprets the situation as a negative and is looking for you to avoid it. So what are you going to do is we are going to use the power of your mind to your advantage. The standard advice you usually get when feeling anxious is most often something like just try to calm down, 
well, feel the fear and do it anyway. But if you try to calm down, you probably realize that it doesn't always work. The reason is when you're feeling afraid, your body is on a high state of arousal. You're agitated and your heart is like boom, 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 racing. But however, when you're calm, your body is relaxed. And it's in a low arousal state. That's why it's pretty much just impossible just to calm down. So what do you do when you have an exam, a presentation, or you have to talk to someone and you're afraid? You say these three words to yourself, okay? I am excited. And if it's necessary, repeat them to yourself a couple times. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I am excited. Tell yourself, I am excited that I have to give this presentation. I am excited that I get to talk to this someone. You might think it's silly and it won't work, but it's an effective way to trick your brain. Your brain doesn't know any difference. You tell it what it's supposed to believe. It doesn't have to be complicated to be efficient. You are telling your brain why your body is all agitated. Your mind will go from feeling agitation and making you afraid to reframing it into an excitement. Such a small change makes big differences. In the studies at Harvard Business School, Researchers noted that those who reappraised their anxiety as excitement gave better speeches and did better on tests. People were 17% more persuasive in their public lectures and had 22% improvement when taking a test compared to those that did nothing and tried to remain calm. You know, it's essential to note that at the anxiety level stayed the same for everyone. All people remained in a high arousal state. Only the performance was changed. The performance was improved. So it's incredible what just a simple change in perspective can do. You might not be in control of how you feel, but you could always control about what you think. And the second thing I would suggest you do is visualizing a positive scenario. For instance, if you're nervous about holding a presentation in front of your work colleagues, you most likely think that you will embarrass yourself in front of them. So instead of imagining this negative outcome, visualize yourself holding the presentation, feeling confident, And perhaps that at the end of the lecture, your colleagues will be congratulating you for doing a great job. Whenever I'm speaking, I like to have like a little joke or something in there sometimes. It gets people to relax and laugh, which gives me a time to relax and laugh. And it brings the positivity to me. I guess if they didn't laugh and they booed me, it'd be a different story. But you always pick a good one. But what I want you to always remember is excitement and fear are going to feel the same in your body. The only difference is how your brain calls it. So you get yourself out of the threat mindset to an opportunity mindset by reframing your feelings and focusing on visualizing positive outcomes. So let's just go to a couple key takeaways real quick and we'll end this. Um, Say one takeaway would be the idea that failure is bad has has been ingrained in our mindset and that is what we need to change our perspective on. Two, we tend to see things as black and white and believe there's success or failure. 
but this is not a good type of thinking. Because in reality, every little step is the right way and it is important to get us to where we need to go. That is where our growth is. Three, success can be compared to the image of an iceberg. Just remember, what you see on the top, so much more is underneath the water. There's a lot of base for growth. Four, one of the richest men in the world, Jeff Bezos, has had a lot of failed businesses. And look where he is today. Five, and probably one I think is most important, even though they're all important, is right now, start cultivating your growth mindset. Keep an open mind and continue, continue to educate yourself. Persevere through all your challenges. Stay open to feedback. And make sure you celebrate other people's successes. And the last one today is you can trick your brain into replacing the feeling of fear with excitement. Fear and excitement feel the same in your body. The difference between the two is how our brain interprets it, positive or negative. So feel and envision those negatives to be positive. Make positive thinking over it. And you're going to overcome that fear of failure. Next week, we'll talk about get out of your own head. You know how we always in our head, we have our ideas and everything. Our mind is strong, but we have to sometimes just get out of our head. So thank you for joining me today. And it is a better life. This podcast has been brought to you by Culture Vegan Shop in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Culture, where the only thing that is missing is you.